Welcome to the podcast, To Be Single or Not To Be, in part two of our R&B Diva series featuring Toni Braxton. This go-round is based on her hit song, Breathe Again, and how sometimes you have to remind yourself to actually breathe again after a breakup. So let's get to it. And again, welcome to the podcast, To Be Single or Not To Be. So today's topic is breakups. Yeah, breakups. We know that no one likes to be a part of them, especially not a victim of them. But when it comes to relationships and especially in deciding to be single or not to be, breakups are a part of of relationships, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. I'm sure everybody has experienced a breakup and everybody knows what they feel like, whether they've been on the winning side or losing side, depending on how you look at it. So today we really just want to examine breakups and all aspects of it. And, you know, what's the reality of going through one? How do you handle one? How do you possibly break up with somebody? And how do you get over one, most importantly? And in order to discuss this topic, I felt it was very necessary to bring in some ladies who could add some of their opinions and expertise to the subject matter. So up first, we have a guest who's been on the podcast before. Miss Courtney, say hi. Hey, y'all. Next, we have Miss Kirby. That she's a first-time guest on the podcast. Say hi. Hello. And last but not least, we have Miss Casanova. She's a podcaster previously, mm-hmm. and she's coming to uh, grace us with her presence today. So say hi. Hey y'all. All right. So ladies, we're gonna dive right in it. Who has been through a breakup in this room? Say I. I. <laughs> <laughs> And let's talk about that. Let's just go right in, I think, with the good stuff. If someone wants to share, tell us a little bit about the last breakup that you went through. What was that like for you? Don't everybody go at once. I'm trying to think of like an actual breakup from a relationship because I am notorious for winding myself up in situationships. Well, talk about the situationships. Those are always messy in and of themselves. So inherently, the breakups are messy. <laughs> what, you want to tell us about one of them? Uh, sure. Why not? Okay. Um. Yeah, it was it was a situation I knew I shouldn't have been in from the start, but mm. I was like, you know. I'm bored. He cute. He cute and I'm bored. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it ended with a restraining order. I'll against say, two? Against him, girl. Oh. Not me. He's not me. <laughs> okay. Why? So that breakup went left, I oh, take it? Oh, honey, it went left. It left the country, came back in with no documentation. It was a mess. What? Oh, wait. Oh, so he was here illegally? No. Okay. okay so no, no. I'm like, <laughs> I was just trying to talk about how far. Oh, I'm like, well, okay. okay. My bad. My bad. You can I'm get like, look, look <laughs> We want all of that. She said it was that bad. That's it how far left it went. That bad. So give us a little bit of details. What made it go so wrong that a restraining order came into play? Uh, little homie thought it was cool to put his little hands on me. Okay. We had to, we had to pop back off and, yeah. and show him uh, Gulfport, Mississippi does not allow such behavior. Not so at all. Put your hands on me. You're going to get these hands back. Right. Um, but he had already been into a little legal trouble. Okay. So that didn't sit well with him. Right. So I'm like, hey, I'm just going to have to go ahead and put these papers on you. Right. Because clearly this is a pattern of behavior. And I found out later from his mother that the reason he wasn't living with her is because she put him out because he put his hands on her. Oh, okay. So it was a history. It was a history. But nobody told me. I was Of course not. You said he it was he was cute. It was fun. It was fun. He was cute. Right, girl. So. And it was supposed to just be fun. And then it stopped being real fun when I had mm-hmm. to go to the police station. Yeah. So, 
So that that's one experience of a breakup yeah. that was no fun, even with situationships, because situationships a lot of times are like relationships. They just don't have the title. They still have some foolishness attached, even though relationships can have that, but they don't always end well. So Kirby, Courtney, y'all got a, a story to share about a breakup? Because we just want to lead this thing off, letting people know the real. I know from my last major breakup, the reason why we broke up was because we had made plans for him to come out and... Come out like what? Come out to... Not- Ooh, right. I was like... <laughs> come out to Tennessee because at the time it was a long distance relationship. Okay. I think I had just moved back to Tennessee and he was going to Memphis for a wedding and I was just like, well, you don't have to stop and see me because that's too much. So mm-hmm. I'm already telling you like I'm good with you not stopping by to see me because you're trying to do too much. Right. So if I already tell you that there's a situation going to happen and then you come and disappoint me, now we mm. have a problem because he ended up going to Memphis and saying, no, I'm going to come back and I'm going to catch your birthday. And then he didn't catch my Ooh, birthday. Disappointment. It was extremely disappointing. And that, I mean, that was just the icing on the cake. We already had other issues with the fact that there was no consideration. So if I come and I come and make time for you and right now we're in a long distance situation and I'm coming back and, you know, let's see what, what we can do. And then you're like, oh, well, I got to go to this this party or I got to go hang out with my Not friends. Not making like, you a priority. Yeah, like, why are you hanging out with your friends? What are y'all doing? Right. You know, why are you not able to make any time for me? So that was one of the main things on top of him being an energy vampire, as we yeah. like to say. Yeah. Where it was just like he needed me way too much. Yeah. And I, I mean, I understood, you know, he had issues with his mom and his dad and they were never really there. So you kind of feel obligated to yeah. a certain extent to be there because you don't want to be that person that abandons them. Right. But when you add, you know, having to always be there for that person, but they can barely make you a priority. You, yeah. And then, you know, I'm already telling you something is not going to happen or work out the way you want it to. And you're still like, no, it will. And then when it comes to it, it's like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't get a ride. Mm. You know, at this point, we don't need to be together because what I'm exerting to you, you're not able to return back to me. So that was just a little bit. Yeah. Of Sounds the like that was a father. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just a little bit as to why our, our relationship did not work out. That was a little bit, but that was a lot. It was. And it sold a lot as to why you had the exit stage left. I get it. So, Kirby, what do you got? What was a good breakup story? I don't know if it's as good as y'all. Uh, <laughs> I was good. with the guy for four years. Um, he initially was part of the reason how I got to Nashville and decided to come to school mm. in Middle Tennessee. Um, long story short, um, he was kind of in the streets, but mm. kind of not. He was okay. in school. I was in school. I came home one day and he was cooking crack in my kitchen. Ooh, so, okay, <laughs> okay. So at that time, I had to make a choice. Yeah, you know. Are you worth me everything that I have worked for and worth me losing all of this yeah, over you? Yeah, yeah. So that was ultimately our break, our break, uh, our breakup. We were living together, so he got shipped back to West Tennessee. Oh my God, where he is now, <laughs> and we're still good friends, though. Really, we are. We're that's still a good surprise. Friends. Yeah, he ain't cooking crack. We are. Right. I don't know who who kitchen he in now. Cracking yeah. now, but. <laughs> Not in mind, but I think he's out of the streets now and got an honest job. But well, good for him. Yeah. So did you like break up with him that day? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. I was I was nervous. Girl, you know who's gonna be busting <laughs> out in my house? And I, uh-uh. yeah, that would make anybody nervous. Yeah. It's so go. that's so great. The reason I asked that because I want to know, ladies, you know, why do you all think that we hold on for so long in relationships when we know it's over? Because that's a good example. Because I promise you, it's a lot of women that would have been like, well. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't crack. Yeah, it was. 
sometimes. Some some of the time. Wouldn't have been too sure about yeah, it. Definitely wouldn't have done it that day. Before. Yeah. It, it was his first time, girl. You yeah. know, I'm not even sure it was Craig. I just assumed I ain't asked. Might have been Rosado. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think that? Why y'all think ladies hold on so long? Why do we not want to let go? Because we're told we can't be by ourselves. Yes. Oh, how dare you be a single woman? Mm-hmm. And then there's all these asterisks and caveats that come along with it. Oh, you're educated. Well, you probably think you know too much. Oh, well, you got money. You probably make a man feel like you don't need him. And so it's like I have to combat all of these narratives that people create about me who don't even know me. Right. So let me try to make it work with whoever comes along comes along who piques my interest for a decent amount of time so that I'm not labeled as one of these difficult um impossible standard to meet having type of women so right. I think that's part of it I agree and you know you invest for or at least that for like time. My, me and my childhood sweetheart were off and on mostly on from 13 to 23 and yeah, y'all were kids. We That's were, still a long time. Right. We were babies, but we grew up together. And right. so I was just like, okay, this is the person. And I told myself that at 18 years old. Yeah. Like, this is my person. And that last year, I was just like, no, this is supposed to be what it is. So I have to make this work. Because yeah. I put all this time in. He's been my first everything. And as we can see. It just did not work out. It was, and it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. If I'm honest with myself. So. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think that what you just said about we just don't want to be, or society says we shouldn't be single. We enter relationships when we have the history and we don't want to leave. And then I think also sometimes we just, women just don't want to be lonely. Not just single, but that loneliness is something else. Because I know I've been guilty of feeling like, you know, tonight I want to watch a movie with somebody, you know. And it's like you may pick up the phone to call somebody or text somebody, knowing good and well... That y'all may have a good time for that hour or two watching that movie. But beyond that, this is not going to be an enjoyable experience with this person. I really don't need to be giving this person my energy. Mm-hmm. But I also think that we are afraid of what other people may think about us if we leave a person that we have been with for so long. Or if the people find out that person left us. I think that comes down to a part of, you know, what goes back to what society is. You know, what society may say. What do you guys Shame. think? Okay. A shame. It's shame attached to it. Like I be, you've been with him for five years. What happened? He was whooping my ass for three of them. Like, and sometimes people will know that, you know. So it's shame attached to it as well. I think we also build up this illusion of what we think the potential of what we can be mm. with that person, and we get caught in that idea. Yeah. Of you know, well, you know, if we if I hold on for this, we can have this, and you know. If I have this, I'm a doctor and he's a lawyer. Yeah, and, it you know, looks good. The way that comes together, you know, we're going to be a power couple. <laughs> couple. And, Look, I'm a Delta here, yeah, bro. Yeah, you know, you know we try. I'm home in love. Yeah. yeah, you know, trying to do the most. They divorced. Yeah, so, so, you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those situations where it's just like we get so caught up in the idea of things or we get caught up in what our friends are doing and comparing ourselves to what Absolutely. their lives look like. And it's like, well, I'm 36 and she's 25 and she's getting married to her the love of her life well mm. it happened early for her right and she may not stay married to him in two to three to five to ten years yeah you don't know i mean your person may come later on but sometimes we just get caught up in our own minds and our own heads of what we come up with and then like i said you know comparing and yeah. we shouldn't compare it's a thief um, of all joys it, is. it sure is i think it goes back to <gasps> some women may feel like they're 
self-worth is wrapped up in a relationship. Oh, yeah. So if they're not in a relationship, they're not worthy. Yeah. And society plays a role in that. And also how you feel about yourself. Just your self-love generally. Yeah. yeah. Is why you hang on to relationships. Yeah, my value. I'm holding mm-hmm. on to because I feel like he's here. Things are better or look better or I feel better when I have a man. Which I mean, yeah. you know, you get the attention somewhat. You get the affection. You know, if it's a... Uh, well, my... My experience with relationships haven't been what I wanted, but when you are in say one that's good when it starts, you mm-hmm. get the attention, you get the affection, you get the time, you get all that stuff that makes you feel good, all those love endorphins. And then when they start to waver off, I think we hold on to that hope of what we did have at one point, and we the don't want to let it go. Days. Yeah, that honeymoon, you know, the glory days. Is yeah, because mm-hmm. if you think about like older folks who played football back in the day and they're yeah. still holding on to the fact that they have That's the all they talk about. high school record. Yeah. So we get, we get caught up in the glory days of the relationship. Like, yeah. oh, the first year, you know, he whined and dined. He was considerate and compassionate and affectionate. Okay, sis, for the past seven, he been absent, distant, and yeah. despondent. So we got to... What are we so, going to do? We got to do something different. Yeah, do something different. And we don't. And that leads us to... I think we repeat a cycle. Like, we end up staying, but then we repeat a cycle sometimes. What would you say with your um, high school sweetheart? You guys were off and on, more on than off for, like, 10 years. Why do you guys think we do that? That 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 same cycle. We go in, we come out. We go in, we come out. Familiarity. That's... You're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you think, maybe this time we're older, we can make it work, and we're different people at this moment, instead of taking the lesson from it. Like, yeah. let me get the lesson from it and move forward. Um, and then, you know, just caught up in our own heads again. Yeah. You know, maybe we can make this work or, you know, he was the perfect guy to me and I still think he's the perfect guy and, you know, I haven't found anybody like him and, you know, let's try it again. Yeah. Yeah. We have this illusion. We haven't looked. We haven't stepped out. (laughs) Or we don't feel like we can get somebody better. Yeah. It's like, sometimes we'd be like, I'll never get nobody like Alfred. Like, no, you can't. You just got to go outside. (laughs) Or in my experience, you go and you try to have something with somebody different and it's just this bad or worse yeah. than what you had yeah. because for some people you got that Sierra experience yeah. you know you leave one man leave and the you future and go to the Russell to the Russell and he God fearing and buying his mama houses and loving on you and your baby and it's yeah. wonderful and sometimes you end up with a similar situation which probably speaks to what's going on with you internally mm-hmm. or it speaks to what's available out there like my dating experience in Nashville just has not been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes you feel like, well, let me let's go back to this old thing. Let me get yeah, that old thing Yeah, what's familiar? Because it ain't great, but I know what it looked like. Yeah. You know, like, yes, it's 440 with the bumpy rolls, but I know how to get through it. <laughs> you know, Dodge the Look, I know where they come in. Oh, exit yeah. 53, let me go ahead and get yeah, in this yeah. middle lane. <laughs> and I'm going to be all right. Why do you think the dating experience in Nashville is bad as far as, like, what you've experienced from it? Not that I have anything of value to add other than maybe, like, one person in Nashville, but what has been, like, a detriment to you in Nashville or any of you? And so I make this comparison because of the places that I have lived. Okay. Um. So I hung out in D.C. for a while with friends, and I went to college in Atlanta. So there is a higher incidence of gay or bisexual men in both of those cities. That's right. just a fact. And so in those cities, I feel like heterosexual women encounter struggles with identifying enough men for yeah. them to be involved in relationships with. I don't necessarily think that is the issue here in Nashville. Right. What I find is that men hear this ratio, kind of like it is on college campuses, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a ratio of six to one? Well, I need to get all my six. Yeah. And there's my experience has just been 
the men I encounter are less willing to commit. Like, they're cool okay. to go on dates. They're cool to hang out. They're cool to have, you know, fun with. But, fun. like, you start talking about relationships. Mm-mm. Those run out the door. And it may also be the fact that I'm very serious about my faith. Yeah. I am a celibate woman. I have been celibate for several years. Yeah. I have no intentions on having premarital sex again from this point forward. Right. And guys hear that and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> we've been we we dating for three months and they was like so you really i promise you you're not getting this. yeah they think they're gonna change you change your mind yeah but ask my mama how stubborn i am that ain't how it's not gonna happen <laughs> and they, even if you were even though you're not but if you were it's like i'm sure they haven't even shown you anything worthy of changing your mind especially not in three months what would you all say the dating experience in nashville has been like for you all it's it's horrible I do better. Y'all, when I people, travel, people not going to want to come to Nashville. Don't they come. <laughs> um, what I'm finding is the women that they are encountering, particularly the locals in Nashville, cater to them. Mm. And so they expect you to do the same. Okay. They want you to give more than what they're willing to put out. Not and at so all. I'm just not willing to do that. So if I'm number two on the list, they can just go to number four. And yeah. Somebody else will do that or three or six. Yeah. Like you said, we said that six. I want all six of them. Yeah. I don't have to cater to this first one that right. has a standard or a requirement. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. And then I feel bad for those women too, because I'm like, sis, where did you get? Don't feel bad for. I do though. (laughs) I do though. But I'm not. I'm. I hear a lot of women say things like, "Oh, you well, that's the kind of woman that you want." And I'm not about to badmouth her because I don't know her story. Because you ain't gonna have to. Right. But I also know she lives in the same world that I live in that basically tells you that your worth is embedded in what your relationship status is. I'm like, sis, who told you that? That's what you needed to do. Right. To keep a man who ain't necessarily worth keeping. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it starts at home. I We know yeah. that growing up, our parents mm-hmm. groom girls to grow up and get married and have a man. And when you turn, like, you know, after you graduate from college <laughs> and get a, yeah, a good job, they start asking, you know, <laughs> when you going to settle down? When you going to have kids? You know, you get that conversation all the time. It's so bad now. Even my nieces ask me, when you going to have a kid? I'm like, y'all find me a man. It's enough of y'all. This part a collective effort. Right. To find me a you man, want to uncle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have the man, even if I wanted a man just to have a child with. I have to have the man first, and definitely have not come across who I am supposed to be procreating with because of what you all said. Being in Nashville for the past what sixteen years, it just has not happened. And not that I've been out there actively looking all sixteen years, but in my recent years of experience. The guys that I have come across has been what you said. You know, he's he's cute. We having fun. We having fun and he's cute. And, you know, not going beyond that. But when I tried to take a step further, also, that commitment piece was there. And I think that men know they don't have to commit. Why commit to you when I have all these other options that are not asking me to commit? So, that makes sense. And, Courtney, what about you? What do you think about the Nashville saying? Uh, honestly, no. Oh, it is trash. <laughs> but I also think with being in Nashville for 15 years and knowing a lot of people the black circle is very small so even when you meet someone it's just like so how many of my friends have fucked you mm. and that's, that's honest. definitely a thought and that's super honest because i know a lot of friends and i'll be like oh he cute enough. a girl i used to mess with him oh he cute girl i used to mess with him like damn who didn't you mess with right so it's and that's really an honest realization for for me and some of the people that i know it's just they done been with at least five people I, I, I know. And mm. that's, you can't really kind of find, that's I don't know, hard. you can't do it. You <laughs> so know, I guess the question is, will the scene be better if black women are really to step out of their race in Nashville? Because you probably would do better, particularly in Nashville. Oh, that yeah. probably is predominantly other mm-hmm. to it, finding your mate. It's a thought. to step out. 
it's it's a small circle. I mean, it is it is an option. It's a serious thought for me. I'm yeah. not opposed. Like yeah. I have not had a man of another race approach me recently, or I don't know if ever in Nashville. But I'm personally, Shayna is not opposed to the idea. You probably wasn't paying attention. So any of the van- vanilla zaddies out My there. My radar wasn't on. Shayna yeah. said, "Come on, let's yeah. <laughs> I'm not shutting anybody down. You know, I'm waiting for Clay Thompson. But if that don't happen, you know, I'm open for everybody else. Would you all? Are y'all open to it? No. I am. I am. Yes, yes, no. It's like a hard no for you. Quick no, no, hard no, fast no. Why is that? I, so it's not that white men cannot be attractive. Okay. Some of them are very attractive. I have found very few white men that I am attracted to. Okay. Also, I want I want chocolate babies. Okay. And, I, and no shade to the biracial babies, they still brown. I want full chocolate children that look like they chocolate mama. Okay. Um. Also, y'all, can I keep it real? You can't even keep it real, real. It's pink, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's pink. They're not all pink. They're- I didn't know that I haven't had experience in that. Area. I mean, I just imagine because yeah. I've seen that's what you hear. Yeah, you know, line as everybody says is pink. In particular, in porn, you probably see they're pink, but yeah. they're not all porn. Um, but all I know is like the brown men, the attachment to them is brown. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just assume, you know, yeah. that pink men is, is going to be pink. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing you know, be pink. That's a preference. I also yeah. worry about like how culturally aware are you going to be? Because I'm black AF. Like yeah. blackity, blackity, black, black. What is yeah. out of black mixed with black with black on top? Um, and I don't know if that's too, that's too much for a lot of black men. I'm just going to so imagine if, what it is with a white man. Yes. I think about that, the cultural differences mm-hmm. and having to explain my hair and my life and explain so much and going through life. Also with the world that we live in, you have yeah. to deal with the outside people looking at you, judging you, your family or friends, possibly judging you or having things mm-hmm. to say. So it's going to be, that's one of those couples. I feel like it is literally you against the world. Because you have to be strong in what you have. Yeah. And as a black woman, with all of the things that we have to endure in general, I am not willing to sign up for another level of struggle. And that's that's just for me. I How, however, I do think eligible black men and eligible black women, there is a disconnect. The numbers are just off. They are. And so I encourage everybody to, or at least my black women, to go get love where you can. If it's in this nice Caucasian man, if it's this Persian man, if it's a Latino man, hey, get it how you live. I just know I'm a, is he either black or I'm single. So yeah. I'm black or bust all day. And I can, I can dig it. And I think that what you just said stands out to me. And that may be something for us to think about. I do believe there is a disconnect. Like we talked about, there are not... From what I've experienced, a lot of eligible bachelors, but the guys that we come across that say they don't have 10 women, that they are single and they are trying to, I guess, date, that they don't want to commit. And maybe the reason is because they want to what, have their cake and eat it too. I don't know. I haven't quite figured that one out. What do you all think? I think it's just a lot of men out here that are not ready or willing to get into a relationship that are our age that you would think when you are like 30 plus that you are ready to settle down. And you're saying why is it disproportionate numbers between the men? Yeah. 
Okay, so what I have found that three of my friend guys that we have been friends for years have all married white women. Mm. So what you're finding is that the black men don't even question a stepping outside of the race and not marrying black women. So I think that's why some of the numbers are disproportionate because they are looking for other women outside of their races. As of black women are not as open to to doing Mm -hmm. that, the black men are. They don't care. Mm -hmm. A lot of them don't. It's like, you know, anybody can get it. Yeah. Literally, and you know, some of them be on that kick about want somebody exotic when they ask not even exotic, but you know, yeah, your mama, yeah, <laughs> your mama not exotic, <laughs> your mama look like me, <laughs> <laughs> and then they want to jump out the window with the white girl or whoever, so that makes sense. And you know, you see it, I know I see it in a lot of other cities, but I see it here, mm-hmm. I see the couples, and you know, I'm just like, is a we tend to look at like that is a good qualified brother, why are you not with a sister, but maybe. So we think I'm. Right. He looks right. qualified physically. Yeah. He's qualified yeah. physically. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, not even paper. This is me out just seeing somebody. Like he qualified. He looks nice. That's it. You know, he could literally open his mouth and might be missing some teeth. I don't know. Mm. You know, so <laughs> Help me how it can go a lot of ways. So you know, that's a good way to think about it. So it's not even the extremes though of like. Oh, you don't want to commit. Oh, you playing in my face. You playing games. You saying one thing and doing another. What has been my experience, which is what I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about, mm-hmm. is I meet a lot of men who love being in my presence and love the idea of me. Yeah. And how vocal I am about my beliefs and how confident I am and how strong my personality is. Oh, I think you're so great. I think you're so wonderful. Right. But I'm like, okay, so you you calling, you texting, you want to you know run all these important situations in your life by me but i'm like when i say so what's up oh no i didn't think it was like that really mm. then i need you to get off my line like you my yeah. man because that's what you're doing yeah it, it's it's a semblance of a relationship with no commitment because you're fascinated by me and not to toot my own horn i get it i'm a fascinating woman but if you're not trying I to think commit a lot of black me, women are i got i got friends huh? yeah i got amazing friends i got line sisters i look i'm good it's a lot going on but i think that goes back to some earlier episodes we talked about you have to pay attention to those guys early on where they cannot even get to the point where they're able to call me for advice or talk about this and that it's like paying attention to what we say are the core essentials kind of like how they move and then as you put time into the courtship i would say it comes down to saying okay these are my standards or these are my non-negotiables or whatever the case may be to kind of determine if this is somebody you should give your time because most times if you present that stuff to them they're gonna run early on it's not even gonna get to the point where you gotta ask like what's up because you're gonna kind of know earlier than later if that's somebody that you can be in a relationship with so I think we definitely have to just pay attention to stuff like that. And that leads me right into the, to the main topic of breakup. So tell me, ladies, how to handle a breakup and how do you know it's time to do it? So what would you say? Have you, let me pose this question. Have you all ever, any of you ever done the breaking up? Yes, every time. Okay. And so how did you handle your breakup? Um, When I, with my last relationship with the same person, it was just, you know, I got on the phone and I just told him, like, I can't do this anymore. And I told him the reasons why I couldn't do it anymore. And it wasn't really, yeah, it wasn't something where I cared to talk about it or to have for him to say, well, you know, this is the reason why or try to defend himself. It was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I made up my mind. I'm not trying to come back. It's just, I'm done. And any other time that I've 
broken up with someone, it usually is because I'm done because, you know, my tolerance yeah. <laughs> is real low. Is that a negative? Is, is that a negative? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm done, I'm done. And that's with any type of relationship. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be with the opposite sex. It yeah. could be with, you know, friends. It could be with whatever family. Whatever the case may be. Like, I'm the type of person that I put a lot of consideration before I make a decision because sometimes you can't go back in the yeah. things that you do. So... When I say that, you know, this is it, yeah. this is it. Like and when Jones. I say it, I'm coming with facts and figures so you understand completely why where, I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah, where I stand. And where I stand. And then usually I have yet for somebody to come back and be like, oh, well, you know, with this, 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 this. It's just one of those things where they sit back and they're like, well, damn. So was yours any, after you got done with that and you presented your case and all of your evidence, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, was the plaintiff, did they... <laughs> Did they have any kind of rebuttals? Like, did was there any kind of back and forth after, like, say, days after weeks after? Were they still trying to get with you? Or? Oh, yeah, you know, they'd they be like, man, she's just tripping. Yeah. She mad. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I'll keep sending, you know, messages and, you know, hey, how you doing and stuff like that. And it's just like silence. I'm not going to respond. Yeah. Like, I, I'm disciplined in that way. It's a lot of things I'm not disciplined in. <laughs> but not responding to you is one of them. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's pretty good with that. But interestingly enough, that same person just last month or so came back popped up you know he even got married got three kids and mm. everything trying to come back and talk to me talking about i married the wrong person well gas <laughs> like a little late for that now right. well, i mean even still it's like i mean if you think that i'm about to be one of those people who just because it's not working out for you all mm. then i'm gonna just make myself available absolutely whether you're married or divorced yeah or separated i'm not like it's just stuff like that that i can't do, no time so. for it yeah, that's that's the way I break up. So you found that your method was like straight to the point, bringing the evidence, bringing the facts, letting them know this is what it is, this is why I feel this way. Yeah. And just a straightforward method. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people avoid that, but that is definitely one way to go about it. At the end, I'm going to talk about I went a very cowardly way this time I had to do it. It was nothing like that. So you all tell us about, you all said you've all broken up with somebody. Kirby, tell us about how you, how you handle your breakups or break up. <clears throat> Well, typically during a relationship, you spend half of the time breaking up anyway. Mm. So what's that mean? You know, what's that mean? You together five years, you probably spend two and a half years, probably not completely happy as oh, you was. Why are you so right part. about that? <laughs> so um, I probably yeah. start to avoid a lot of things. Mm. Um, I'm not saying my way is necessarily the best way to do it. I would avoid conversations that they may have about the future because yeah. we know that we ain't gonna make it to the future <laughs> um, <laughs> i will start planning to do things without them but i will ultimately have that talk regarding you know Ooh. the breakup and why i'm breaking up once again i'm like courtney i've never went back to a relationship that i have oh. broken up with y'all so never like, <laughs> when i'm done i'm done that's friendships. That's anything. If I yeah. fall out with my friends at 35 now, we will not rekindle it. No, we too old. Too old. Because at this point, yeah, if we stop being friends, something real done. happen. Correct. Yeah, like yeah. it was serious business. You want to talk it out now? But no. they clear. I make it clear on why we breaking up. Yeah, and so you said you've never gone back, but as you kind of you've never dabbled. Mm. No. Yeah, y'all real strong. I'm so it's too much energy on my part, and I'm an energy yep. person. Yep. I'm just now yeah. getting to that space. Yeah. Where it drains me. It's draining. It is. Was it yeah. energy vampires? It will suck the yeah. life out of you. So yeah, okay. So straightforward, and then like you said, I, I, that is very eye opening. That we spend half the time. We like we said, we kind of break up with you mentally. Yeah. And start avoiding stuff, and then we have to sit down and have to talk about it. So how does your person receive it? What whoever it was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they text me whenever here for draft weekend. Oh, okay. um, he was like, well, I'm leaving from downtown and 
I just wanted to see before I head home if you wanted me to stop by. And I said, well, why would I want you to stop by at 2 o'clock in the morning? They're still trying. They just, I guess he thought he was going to catch me at a weak moment yeah, at 2 o'clock in the morning on a weekend after I've been drinking. Yeah, nah, absolutely. Don't hit the highway. <laughs> Safe trap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What about you? So, I've been single slash celibate for a long time. So What's a long time? So, Six years in Okay, that's a long time. Six years and, and And once I get to... I may waver a little bit. So when they were talking about, like, once I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. Once I get to that place mentally, yeah. I am done. Yeah. But my childhood sweetheart and I, we probably broke up about three or four times. But I knew when we broke up those three times, I'm probably going to get back with you. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But once I decide that I'm finished and done, yeah. word to bird, man, like, it's a wrap. There's nothing you can say to get me back. Because yeah. I am notorious for staying too long at the rodeo and, you know, trying to be considerate of people's experiences and their stories and all this other yeah. stuff. It's the blessing and the curse of being a therapist. Mm-hmm. But when I get to the point of it's done, it's a wrap, it ain't no going back. It's no going back. When I broke up with my childhood sweetheart, and it was dramatic. I don't know why all of my breakups always end up being Tell us about it. What was so dramatic? Dramatic. Oh, my God. It was so much. And so, at the time, my sister was dating his best friend. And we had already been breaking up for at least six months. Mm-hmm. At least six months Too of long. me like, I don't know if we in the right place. He was like, nah, nah, we got to be together. And I was like, all right, fine. So, it, my birthday is January 3rd, and we spent New Year's Eve and New Year's Day together. And I had this pair of coach shoes, and he spilled this red punch all over my coach shoes. Two mm. things you got to know about me. I am an irritable person when I'm on my cycle or when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I was both of those things. Yeah. So, you blow your mouth the wrong way, and I'm upset. Yeah. So, he spilled the punch on my shoes, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you wasted this on my shoes, blah, 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 blah. So, I get up, run to the bathroom, rinse these shoes out. He busts in the bathroom, starts yelling and screaming in my face about the shoes and how he could buy the shoes and I'm tripping and why we can't never have a good time and why it's always drama with me, blah, blah, blah. And that would have been fine. (laughs) Except for my sister has a daughter who is now nine years old. Two at the time. And she's screaming in the background, stop, stop, don't yell at my TT. And I just see myself married to this man with children and growing and them growing up in a home of volatility. Of that chaos. And I said, I can't do this. And so I, I just up and I leave and even on the way out he was like oh you just gonna leave you just gonna leave and it's like give me a reason to stay and yeah. he never would so I get to my car he was like well fuck you then and then that I was, was over with oh that's it <laughs> so I was like fuck me <laughs> nah fuck you your life your mama your yeah, edges everything right. you stand for and after that point it's like oh you have that was the most disrespectful thing he could have ever that said you to, could me. Say to me. And so it's done after that. Yeah. And all of my relationships, because I got to the point where I don't get in relationships anymore if I don't see future. Yeah. So I'm like for real dating right now. And if you my man, we already decided that we probably going to end up married. But yeah. before this point, I was like, okay, well, let's see. <clears throat> Ain't no more of that. I played the let's see game too. So I think I was still playing until not long ago. But I, I have never, and I... Hopefully, I don't have to go through another breakup again. But I have never been able to just straight up tell somebody. Well, one relationship I did, but after after I breaking up about three, four times, and then it still though it was not me saying let's break up. It was more so like, what do you want to do? And then it was like he was like, well, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I was like, okay. So it was like 
I was hoping for that answer and I got the answer I wanted, but I still was not brave enough to just come straight out and say it. But I got the answer I wanted. It was like one of the best decisions ever made. And like I always say, the high heavens came down and life went on. But it was very much so like we were breaking up the whole time. We were not spending time with one another. He was living his life on the left. I was living my life on the right. And I was okay with that. When we came together, we might laugh and kiki a little bit, have a good time. But it was very temporary. And so it was like it was inevitable. We didn't need to be together. I think we both knew that. And so when the time came, you know, I kind of like let him do the, <clears throat> I let him do the dirty work for me in return. So again, I guess the break of the method is, it seems like the straightforward method is the best way. Instead of the back and forth, the arguing, trying to get somebody, and men do that too. They will try to get you to break up with them. Mm-hmm. I've been in that situation. Um, and you don't want to be. So when it comes to a breakup, do you guys think that, are you foolish? And I'm you ladies, Courtney and Kirby, y'all probably have never done this. But is <laughs> is a woman foolish to ask a man that breaks up with her for a second chance? I don't think anybody is foolish. I think foolish, no. Mm-mm. What do you think? What do y'all think then? I think it all depends. On? On why you broke up, how you broke up, and if... But remember, he broke up with you. Okay, but even still, like, a, a man who comes to me and says, I don't know if we should do this anymore, and a man who cheats on me and then just winds up with another woman, mm-hmm. it's two very different breakups. Okay. And I'm still not going to call you foolish. I just think maybe we should talk about how you need to heal yourself if you are going to that man and, and begging him for a second chance. Right. But I think it all depends. Like, have is the relationship going to be different? Mm. And different and better. Because right. if not, if it's just going to be the same relationship, you don't need to get back together. But I do think it depends on how he broke up with you and why y'all broke up. Okay. And sometimes things are better off. Like, even when people hurt you and they break up with you in a hurtful way, that can still be a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Because you probably didn't need to be with a person who would intentionally hurt you like that anyway. Right. And sometimes the hurt is what keeps you away. That stops you from uh, going back for a second chance. So what do y'all think? Do you think a woman, I won't say, well, not foolish, but is she crazy for going back to a man that broke up with her asking for, basically take me back? So initially you will probably think, I will, why do you want somebody that don't want you? That's my exact thought. Um, but essentially people grow. And I think okay. we have to allow people to grow and give them grace. Okay. So if we met at 23 and we broke up for whatever reason, and then you circle back around my life at 42, Hopefully, yeah, the growth took place. Yeah, but you're a totally different person and you have a different mindset. Okay, so no, I said in that case, no, it's not foolish. Okay, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with Kirby, and that was my thought process. I feel like I think one of the biggest things for people in general is to be able to set your pride aside and just truly say how you feel, right? Because a lot of people will go to the grave saying, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. And I don't think anybody should go with that thought process for anything in life, you know, let alone somebody who you truly care about. Right. So foolish, no. Um, But, you know, it's at the same time, depending on the the time length of the last time y'all broke up, if things haven't really changed and, you know, you just broke up last week and you asking for a second chance, (laughs) I don't know. Um, but <laughs> if it is years later on and you do come back around and life circles you back, then I don't think that there's anything wrong with trying it again. Cause I've seen couples that, you well, know, they're worked. married and it was like, we, it, we couldn't work when we were younger, but you know, we got married at 45 and we're yeah. happy. And it came so I think that it's 
you got to determine whether it's worth it and if you've grown enough and if that person's grown enough to to take that risk and say, okay, let me ask. Because it's absolutely a risk. It's, it's a huge a risk. risk. <laughs> Especially if they be like, no. But love is yeah. a risk. Yeah. This is true. Love is a risk. It is and a there's risk. a whole bunch of room between foolish and wise. Like, there's yeah. so much yeah. gray this is area true. in between. Oh, yeah. it's a thin line, right? <laughs> right, right there. You right. <laughs> you right. It's either it's like, like a, right there. It's either like a bunch of room or oh, it's, it's a, real a line, line that you need a microscope to see. It's yeah. Between love and hate. <laughs> but if your girl is hitting herself in the face with orange, just hold me, don't go back. Look, no, not at all. <laughs> so what if your partner just wants a break? Do y'all believe? No, some people don't believe in that shit. No. No, with the way these breaks are set up. Because <laughs> no. you pop up with a break baby. Ooh, Chile. So you, you can't make a baby on me. Yeah, no. Uh, that's why I draw a line. It's, I can take a lot oh, of stuff out there. Mm, yeah. I feel like you should be able to work through it in a relationship. Relationships get tough, and that really is what strengthens your relationship and right. pushes you forward when you're able to work through those hard moments. So, space, yes. Do I do I might need some space? Give me some space for a day or so. Let me kind of rethink about how I feel, and we come back together and talk. Yes, but to be like, let's take a break and come back together. No, because it might be different. Yeah, and it's a thin line between a lot of things in life. And I might love you today, but that two week break. You didn't gave me a whole lot of thoughts, yeah. and I didn't came back, and now this shit awkward. Yeah, and it's a, you say it's a thin line between a break and a breakup. Yes, so it's not a breakup; it's a break. It's just a break. But you, you have to you have to set rules, I guess, if you're gonna do a break, because you can't just say take a break and you go do your thing, and that's uh, how people. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yes, we gonna break. Don't put me I'm in that position. Because it's like if you're taking a break, then it's like what do you, what do you plan to do during that break? Because if it's do you right. just need to get your thoughts together or figure out which one you we can't do that in the same house or still being together? Why do you need a break from me? That sounds like you don't really want to be with me. That because in long term relationships. You are going to go through tough times. Ain't no break, bitch. Yeah, so <laughs> we can't. So when we go through a tough time, every time you need a break, yeah. like, you might not need to be in a relationship. And I typically have found that people who are on these breaks, the break is one-sided and is initiated by one person. Oh, yeah. It's typically the person who doesn't want to be in the relationship. It's their way of edging out. I've been guilty so of it. Unfortunately, I, I asked for a break, and I knew that I was breaking, to quote-unquote, breaking to break up with him. And that was my way of started out because i was too cowardly to say let's break up so but i know someone who asked for a break and he turned around and flipped the switch and broke up with her she was like you ready to come back and and be together again he was like no i'm good <laughs> see that's, yeah. like, I'm good. that's the risk you run when yeah. you play that break game or sometimes like i said you get that time to really think to yourself and you'd be like man i feel something's different i feel, I feel better relieved. when you're away right like you know what i feel good about this no, I'm good. So either we're going to work through this or we just need to break up. Yeah. If you don't feel like you can work through something with me, we don't need to be together. Period. I agree. And that's yeah. why I think that breaks are not efficient. I think mm-hmm. that it's a cowardly tool that unfortunately I've been a, a person that's used it. But I think that, yeah, as you go through relationships, you're going to have issues. And if we can't talk to them, work to them, like you said, a break may be I'm going to stay upstairs, you stay downstairs today mm-hmm. for a little while. We're going to take a break from each other in the house, right. still in a relationship. But for you to say, I need a break from you, that means you don't want to be with me. And if you still feel like you do, but you still need a break, we still need to break up so that you can go and do your soul searching. I can do mine. Because like you said, you may come back or vice versa and realize that, no, I was happier when you were away. It felt better. My my energy was on versus off. So 
I'm not really a fan of breaks. I don't believe, and I know people say they don't believe in stuff, and it doesn't mean that they don't exist. I don't believe in breaks, mm-hmm. and so I, I definitely had a guy that was like, maybe we should take a break. I was like, you know, that means that we just gonna like this is a done deal. And yeah, I'm okay with that if that's what we need to do. But yeah, if if we're going to like try to make it work, and yeah. if you like see something in me, and I see something in you, and we want to be together, but we having a hard time. Hey, we can go to individual therapy. Yeah. We can go to couples therapy. We can go to group therapy. We can go talk to your pastor, my pastor, whoever. But if we're not going to actively make this work, or it work doesn't have it. to. Yeah. Then we just need to go our separate we just don't ways. Need to because do it. for lack of a better word, I feel like breaks are bullshit. Yeah, they are. And that's why I was about, and you mentioned about counseling. Do you all believe, because I've had people tell me as far as boyfriend, girlfriend. Now, in my mind, I used to feel like counseling was reserved for engaged couples, married couples, whatever. But I've seen people that are boyfriend, girlfriend go to counseling. Do you all believe in that to help a relationship? Yes. Really? So tell us more about that. Why? Do you think, I've always felt like it's, like you're not just boyfriend, girlfriend. If y'all got problems like that already. But do you want to be husband and wife? Because if okay. you want to be husband and wife, don't you wait until after the altar when you have vowed before whoever your God is yeah. and committed to this person for life. Now, granted, divorce is always an option for some people. Right. But why wait until after you already married to figure that out? Or close to it. Or close. To, look, I know so many people who I've seen get married that they knew that they shouldn't be getting married. But mm-hmm. we done booked the venue. We done sent the invitations. I done yep. had my party. So we're going to move forward. So yeah. we're going we gonna to get Alaya, married you regardless. said that a video I watched, she yeah. said a lot of times people come to counseling when they should have came to counseling in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. She's like, a lot of times it's too late by the time they come for marital counseling. And this is probably my very privileged lens as a licensed marriage and family therapist. I want so badly for people to... To just stop. Like, before you even get engaged, Mm -hmm. I think you need to go to couples therapy. Because that engagement period, honestly, for a lot of people, is just your wedding planning. There's not a whole lot of time for developing your relationship or working through those issues. So, you need to do that before you even put a ring on somebody's finger or let somebody put one on yours. Right. So, that's something you recommend. And I think that's something the listeners need to hear. I think that... Going to relationship counseling, even though I used to think it was reserved for the married, based on what you said and what I've heard before, it's almost like if you get engaged, if you haven't already done it, take one year to go to counseling. And then if you make it through successfully, then you might want to start that second year working on planning the wedding because you're absolutely right. When people get engaged, they just focus on the wedding. They don't really focus on each other. And any issues that they had are kind of swept under the rug until after they say, I do. And it's like the issues are sitting right there waiting. Like we've been waiting. Yeah, magnified. Like we've been waiting on y'all. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's great job security for people like myself. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I've seen so many newlywed divorces, and as a person who loves relationships and marriages, it really breaks my heart because mm-hmm. I want to know at what point did nobody who's supposed to be advising you say. Maybe y'all should like take a break in your wedding planning. I do believe in those kinds of breaks and focus on yourselves. Right. And if you've never gone to individual therapy before couples therapy, I think you need to do that first. So do you typically see people before or after the altar? So a lot of the stuff that I do, a lot of my training was like in school or like when I got to these agencies that I was placed at. Okay. Everything. Okay. Everything. My my encouragement for people is to one, if you have never been to individual therapy, go now. That's free game. Yeah. Go if you feel like you are in a serious relationship with somebody, even if you think everything is wonderful, well, go. Yeah. And go to somebody who knows and understands relationships mm-hmm. who can counsel y'all through that. Because right. 
it's gonna get real like yeah. it's it's not always beautiful and you need somebody that's gonna be really in the trenches with you and right. you need somebody who's able to walk through y- with y'all through the ugly stuff because right. it can get ugly but that's okay yeah if you know how to navigate through it and have the tools because otherwise you wind up with a breakup mm. <laughs> <laughs> And we will be right back with the resolution. We are now introducing a new segment to the podcast. This is called Living Single. We want you guys to send in any of your relationship questions, if you need advice, or if you just want to give feedback on the show on a topic that we've discussed. Feel free to DM them on Instagram to Shannon Montana, or you can inbox me on Facebook, Living Single, and we'll definitely be touching on these topics on each episode going forward. All right, so this brings us to the resolution segment. This is where we will discuss how women or men can really just manage through these breakup situations, what it looks like to come out on the other side. So ladies, what do you do if you have been broken up with in order to heal from a breakup? What's that process look like for you all? What do you think women have to do? Cut off all contact. Uh, With who? The world? No. Okay. <laughs> you gotta cut. You gotta break the social media. You gotta. You gotta cut off all contact. You can't give one that one receive email and do, you gotta cut it off. You can't be texting here and there, uh-huh. accepting calls here uh-huh. and there, liking pictures. Exactly. You can't be my friend. You have to get through that process of grieving that person before you can come back and say that we are friends. Okay. If you want friends to be option, if you want a friends, I'm not a fan of having friends as exes, but that's just me. Yeah. So I think that that's that's good step number one. Cut off all contact. I think for me, I'm a big lessons person. I don't think anything happens without there being a lesson attached to it. Okay. So I would look for the lesson in it and, you know, figure out how I can grow from it. Okay. And move forward and just what I went wrong too. Because a lot of people walk out of it the victim. Mm. And it's just like, no, it's a lot of things that you allowed. Why did right. you allow that? Right. So it's that, that self-awareness and holding yourself accountable and owning your shit. Yep. And making sure that you don't move forward in that. And then also knowing what you want going forward mm-hmm. so that you can prevent what you had in the past. Yep. Um, and then really just taking time out. Like Herbie said, when you cut things off, you have to truly cut it off. But not just with that person, but with everybody else too. Because mm-hmm. you... Sometimes we make the the uh, habit of going to the next person to kind of mend that wound yeah, for a second to make us feel good. Yeah, and then it's and you never really get to that chance to heal, and you finally meet somebody that you really like, and mm-hmm. you kind of still messed up, and you end up losing that person because they can see through you know that facade that you've been putting on. So. Absolutely, and I think the cutting off as well goes for if you following on social media his sister, his mama, his friends. Cut all of that off, too, because Unless you... Unless y'all have kids together. Yeah, it, that's right. a different situation. Yeah. We're talking right. about people that don't have those connections because you can be uh, you can be triggered to want to talk to that person um, or contact that person when you see a picture. I know I've been through that with an ex. I unfollowed the whole family on social mm-hmm. media. I blocked everybody on my phone, and I was cool with some of them still, but I'm like, I don't want to see his ugly ass come down my timeline because, you know... his say become so ugly. Yeah, yeah. Like, because his sister done posted something or brother posted something. I'm like, I don't want to see any part of it. So I definitely agree with both point, both points of what you ladies just said. But I also think another huge part of it is that you have to accept that it's over. I think that like any grieving process, we have 
or sometimes are guilty of sitting in it thinking, well, he'll come back. We'll get back together. Um, being real hopeful that it's not really happening when he or she, whoever has made it clear that they do not want to be with you. They've taken the steps. You are not together. They have moved on. They appear to be living their best life and you are still grieving what was because you will not accept that the relationship is over. So I think that's a huge part of it as well. You have to accept that it's over and you have to do whatever that looks like for you, you know, to get sometimes just to get your mind off of it is the first thing and work through, you know, I know exercise doesn't work for everybody. They say you really shouldn't eat a whole tub of ice cream, but you know, go hang with some friends, go do something different, do something that, you know, possibly that you wanted to do when you were with him and he never took you to do, you know, you want to go to a special restaurant or go do a certain event, go do it now for yourself because you don't have to worry about him or pay for two people, you know, so that's another benefit. So I think that that's a big part. Accept it and do your work to move on. Yeah, and I will say it's kind of what you were saying about the lessons learned, but I think you learn those lessons by leaning into the emotions. Like process and feel the hurt, the anger, so that you don't carry those things long term. Yes. I suggest therapy. It's a great opportunity for you to work through some of that stuff. Yeah. Also, don't believe the hype about getting closure through another person. Closure is internal. Mm-hmm. It is all internal. It's, it's a crazy. myth getting it from someone else. Because they'll never give you or say what you want them to say. Because nobody can give you a good enough reason for why they cheated on you. Yes. Nobody can give you a good enough reason for why they put their hands on you. Yes. There's no reason good enough. Yes. You have to accept that sometimes hurt people hurt people. Right. And that that relationship for what it was is a part of your history, but it does not have to tell the story for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you find closure internally. You accept what it was, and then you move on from that. Don't try to fill that void with other things and other people because what ends up happening is it's like interest. It's compounded. Yeah. And so now you have three relationships with people who've hurt you, and you can't figure out why you keep attracting these people or why you can't ever seem to have a fruitful yeah. relationship. You got to deal with your stuff and yourself. So true. And I love that part about closure because I think we all seek it. We've all sought it. And... They never give you the answers that you want. They never say what you want them to say. It's almost like you want to give them a script. Like, this is what I want you to say to give me closure, but it never happens that way. Create your own story that will allow you to move on Yeah, in your head. So, like, lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. (laughs) But you're going to have to create that story for you to move on to the next. Absolutely. But don't expect it, though. Like, a lot of women, I still, I know some friends, it's just like, but he didn't tell me this. And it's like, you're not going to get that closure. Move on. Not not from him anyway. Yeah, like you know. I said, create your own story. Because then if he yeah. tells you, you're not gonna believe. You're not gonna believe. Or if he tells you, if he's I've been there before, you are not believe him. Yeah. Because what if he you says, don't mean that? You stop being attracted to me. You don't want to hear that. Then you sitting there with a blank stare. And you like, oh, <laughs> what? I always been attracted. Look, right. that ain't that, it. Yeah. <laughs> And then, or or when you when you a baddie like y'all, you like whatever you tripping. But if you are a woman who struggle with body or self image, and he says that, and now you're like, wow, maybe I this is why people do these things. You are responsible for nobody's actions but your own. Your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll go down a pigeonhole, and you still mad because you're gonna be thinking about what he said. Well, ultimately, it really does not matter. So you are right about yeah. creating your own narrative. You cannot yeah. rely on that other person to do it for you. So what do you do? You know, if you want to break up with some. Somebody. And I always hear this about, I want to break up with him or her, but I don't want to hurt them. That's inevitable. Yeah, I'm like, what do you do? You can't control somebody else's hurt. So I, I think agree. just being direct, 
Yep. Um, learn from my mistakes and kind of do it sooner than later. <laughs> don't drag it on. <laughs> and be honest, but don't be brutal. Okay. Yes, God. Yeah, you can be honest without mm-hmm. intentionally hurting their feelings. Mm. Yeah, it's a way you, you can, can say I'm... anything. You can. Yeah. Think about how you, you don't have to be mean. Break. Yeah, I absolutely don't think I you have to be mean. I break up with you. Because that process write is me a not letter. fun. <laughs> and see, I don't, I don't want you to write me a letter. <laughs> because I'll knock all this I'm shit so off. Like, <laughs> I won't so even weak. get past the first paragraph. <laughs> like, first of all. <laughs> but think about how you would want somebody to be considerate of your feelings. Because right. even if y'all don't love each other anymore, at one point you did. Yeah. And so that person is deserving of at least a conversation. Right. Or at least like a verbalized statement. Yeah, something. You need to talk to me. Like, tell me that this is over. And maybe if you're willing to tell me why, like why you felt like it needed to be over for you. And, and I have and to don't accept lie. that. Yeah. But you would hope that they don't lie. But again, it goes back to their own narrative. Because they can say whatever they want to say. That's true. You can't control it. And, and allow them to be a part of that process. It is still... Being in a relationship requires two people. This is true. A breakup only requires the decision of one person, though. Yep. So regardless of what they think or say at the end of it, unless you're not sure that you want the relationship to end when you first start this conversation, nothing they say is going to change the fact that you've already decided to end this relationship. Yep. So allow that conversation to happen. Because if it's six months or six years, it doesn't matter. You are a part of this person's life. And... I feel like you owe them at least a conversation of right. this has to end. And sometimes that conversation is very short. Like, uh, you put my life and uh, my liberty at right. risk because you was cooking crack in my kitchen. Right. So we got to end. Yeah. You know? It or, was like two sentences. Like, <laughs> right. Real short. Sometimes it's real brief. And sometimes yeah. it's a little bit more involved. And you just got to, it just depends on what the nature of your relationship is. Absolutely. And have grace for the person that's doing a breaking up because they also are going through a process. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do. It is. I've dealt with hard. somebody that I felt be, like was ending things with me. For them. Girl, that's but another episode. It it is. Is. <laughs> it it's their own problem. How I'm going to have empathy and you ending stuff with me. Because you don't know initially what they're dealing with or essentially what led to that breakup. So you have to kind of... You got to give them a little grace for that. So, it's hard when you're in the moment and you getting broken up. Yeah, I'm I like, so it. I'm supposed to feel sorry for you while you sit here and hurt well, me? Well, it's not feeling sorry. It's a, and it's, it's have an understanding. Specific, kind of an understanding. But hopefully, by the time a breakup is necessary, you know the person that you're in a relationship with. Yeah. So I, I lean very much so into my Capricorn tendencies. You're not going to see me sweat. So if somebody was to sit across from me and be like, so this has to end and this is why, I'm like, okay. I'm a Virgo, and we gonna want to set you ablaze right there. Like, hold on. Ooh, that's my daddy. I'm gonna get some gasoline <laughs> to come make it bounce it on you. I'm hard pressed to be like, I understand the fuck. Like, no. Oh, I ain't say I was gonna I do all that. Understand the situation of why they're breaking you up. Just understand that they have feelings. They were in a relationship with you. Well, Not I they, their feelings are caught up in there too. But I will, I, I will be maybe in hindsight. But I've never been able to sit in that seat. Mm-hmm. And and I've literally had people say like, "This is hard for me too." Like, shut, shut up. Somebody, like, this is hard for you. <laughs> like when your parents was was right. Right. Me like, like yes, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's literally what they are saying to me. It's like. Yeah. Okay. And it's hard to do it in a moment. Yeah. So. I mean, it's as a person hard. that has done the breaking up, it. No, never mind. I was gonna say this <laughs> because I don't, I don't. I think I have a level, and I can't say this for everyone, but I have a certain level of detachment once I'm over something. Mm-hmm. 
So when I'm having that conversation, it's just kind of like I'm already detached from us. I'm just telling you for your knowledge. Um, but <laughs> like Taraji P. Henson, they think like a man. I'm going to hit you with a headline. Yeah, right. <laughs> for your knowledge. But when I think about like a relationship that I did really care about, it was just like, oh, how do you or just in general when it's just like, OK, I really care about this person and they're sensitive. How can I say this without hurting their feelings in those moments when I do still care it is hard so I I definitely agree where it's just like you know don't react so much because this is hard for me to say it and because it's hard that's why a lot of people don't get it and why they don't do it or delay yeah, it. Yeah, or you get a text message. Yeah. You know, like, or you get ghosted. That or whatever crunch, the case that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, a lot of people can't do it because it's too hard to do. So I, I definitely agree. Like, give them a little grace when they're telling you because it's just like, it's not easy to say this to you. Yeah. Um, And I know one time when I just had to tell just a general friend, like, you know, this is not going to work anymore. But I went in the car and was just like, dang, my eyes about to start sweating a little bit. Yeah. Like, that kind of hurt a <laughs> little bad. bit. That, I felt bad about it, but it, I don't I don't take it back. I yeah. meant that shit right. yeah. with my whole heart. Yeah. But, you know, I hated to see that feeling and feel that energy. Of right. Like, dang, you know, I feel like I just snatched their whole everything. Like, they just... Yeah, but you had to do what you had to. I got to do what I got to do. And I went home and slept just fine. The, <laughs> like a starfish. Like, <laughs> Look, <laughs> I feel like the one time I had to do it, though, I did feel bad. I was really messed up about it. I because I was just being trifling though. My reasons was all wrong. We ain't gonna talk about that. Just be backwards. That sound coming out of your chest so irritating. Heartbeat. Breathing my breath. The way you chew. My breath. Like, right. You gotta your say your diagonal and I don't like when you do that. Why don't you Ooh, cut it your curl pattern so irritating? <laughs> <laughs> like she's so <laughs> the worst okay so if you all had to get round table one piece of advice to someone that is experiencing a breakup or has to has to do the breaking up what's one piece of advice you would give them we'll start with you Casanor. experiencing the breakup i would say don't commit to the bitterness um i think i did that for a little while even though i was the person who ended the relationship for a little while, I painted this person who I used to love a whole lot and who mm-hmm. I have really great memories with as like this villain and this horrible person um, because I had committed to that bitterness. Right. And I would say don't do that because one, you you lose out on a lot of the good that you had in that relationship. Like cherish those good memories because if you're going to go through the fire for all of that shit, at least bring something that you can appreciate yeah. with you on the other side. So don't commit to that bitterness. Um, and for a person who's doing the breaking up, don't be an asshole about it. Like, consider the fact that even if you don't love this person anymore, that you did. Mm-hmm. And that you should care for them in that capacity the way you used to. Right. Because if it were somebody else intentionally hurting them at that time when you did love them, you'd be ready to... To knock their block off. So yeah. care for this person and treat them this last show of love in ending this relationship with love. That's what I would say. I like that. What about you, Curry? The person that is experiencing the breakup, make sure they have a strong support system. Okay. Um, what if they don't? Well, you can find it with therapy. Okay. There you go. <laughs> right. Find it with therapy. Make sure you have a strong support system. Make sure you can go, you can talk to someone, cry on their shoulder. But also for that support system not to allow you to sit in that space for a long time. Okay. Um, so the person that's doing the breakup, 
just do it sooner than later. Don't drag it out. Okay. You I know. like that. Mm, y'all so brave. Have a little respect for the person and know that you are hurting them more when you drag it out. Mm. So true. Courtney? I would say for the person experiencing it to forgive. Don't hold grudges. Like, even if you don't get that sorry, like, just forgive because you'll be angry for later on bleeding on other people if you don't. Mm. Um, I would say heal. Take the time out to learn that lesson and heal from it. And heal for yourself before jumping into another relationship. And then for the person doing it, be straightforward. Come with your facts and, you know, just kind of lay it out there. Be very clear. Don't leave somebody just out there guessing, but... You know, just tell them what it is, but have compassion when you're doing it. Like, don't just be like, and you did this, and you did this, and that's why, you know, just have some compassion. Like, remember that time when I told you this? I don't like that. It doesn't make me feel good, and you keep doing it, so that's why we can't be together no more. Right. You know, just kind of explain it in that way where they can fully understand it, because sometimes you are the lesson. That that conversation is the lesson that they need to hear. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's all good stuff, and we definitely thank you ladies for your opinions. They are appreciated. And uh, give yourselves a round of applause on breakups. Probably shouldn't be clapping for breakups, but we will give ourselves a round of applause. So and now you guys, some, are, some yeah, some needed to end. Yeah, right? so, <laughs> sometimes it's over yeah. with. You just gotta call a spade a spade, and we will be right back with the Montana Minute. And now we have the Montana Minute. Whether you're on the giving or receiving end of a breakup, get it over with. Don't drag it out because it doesn't help either party. Number two, if you go through a breakup, you have to grieve it like you would a death. You have to go through all stages so you can come out on the other side of it. And lastly, when you get to the single space, enjoy it, celebrate it so you can fully heal before your next relationship. So there you have it. And per the usual, we leave you to decide to be single or not to be. The choice is always yours. Signing off, Shanna Montana. Thank you.